Good day to you and welcome back to Amadeo Dispatch. We are in our series of TNT Ignite and we are here with Pastor Stan. We are going to talk about Ignite on 225, which was last Sunday, and just go more in depth on what happened and the, just the miracle that uh, God's presence um, when he showed up, what happened. Amen. Yeah, it was uh, definitely a good night. You know, the Lord did show up and did just uh, a powerful work in some lives of people. And, and that's, you know, that's what it's all about. That's what coming together and worshiping the Lord is about is to, you know, be a part of, you know, his presence and feel his anointing, his presence to be a part of that encounter. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And uh, probably our, our main uh, topic this morning is going to be, we're going to talk about walking in authority and power. And so uh, we're going to be looking at probably two or three different verses, but mostly out of Mark chapter one. And as I mentioned on Sunday night, if you'll go and you'll read Mark chapter one, verses one through 28, uh, you're going to discover a pattern there that where it represents Jesus and the things that he went through. We'll kind of kind of highlight that a little bit. But the first thing I'd like to share with you is John 12, 49. And Jesus said that, for I did not speak on my own, but the father who sent me commanded me to say all that I have spoken. In other words, Jesus says, I only say what the father tells me to say. And, you know, that's that's uh, that's that's a pretty good rule to live by. And uh, but Jesus came to the earth and he had been commissioned by the father. And in one first uh, John three and eight, it tells us what his mission was. And Jesus' mission, he says these words. He said, I came to destroy the work of the devil. And so Satan came to earth to lose, you know, death and destruction. And, and that's his work. He's come to mess us all up. But thank God that Jesus came to destroy the works of the enemy yes. to fix everything that he messed up. So the authority Jesus operated in was connected to his commission. And so uh, that was Jesus' assignment. That was his directive. That was the, partly the reason the why that he came was to destroy the works of the enemy. Um, you know, we could use a simple analogy of that, you know, like a, a judge has authority. And, uh, but he doesn't have authority to go out and build a house without a permit. And so these are, there, there's people who have authority, but they do not have authority outside of their mission. And so when Jesus stood before the, the 11 remaining disciples after the, re, the death and resurrection, he said, all authority has been given to me. Therefore, go into all the world, preach the gospel and disciple the nations. And basically what Jesus is saying to his disciples, he said, I want you to teach them the way that I taught you. And so part of uh, that teaching is found in Matthew 10 and 8, where he told his disciples, he said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out evil spirits. And then he said, freely you receive, so freely give. And so that's part of the commission. And we can't ever forget that Jesus also said these words. He said, when he commissioned them out, he said, always remember, I'll always be with you. And so in Luke uh, 9 and 1, when Jesus called the disciples together, uh, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and cure diseases. And Jesus came with authority, and that authority was found in his words. And where did he receive his words? From God the Father, because he only spoke what the Father spoke. And so God the Father gave him, as he commissioned him, he gave him the authority through the spoken word or through the word of God. 
And so, in my opinion, it's like if Jesus has the authority from the words of the Father and he came in authority because he said yes to the commission. Mm -hmm. And so, in light of that, I believe that when we say yes to the Lord, when we say, yes, here I am, Lord, send me, then when we accept that commission, then there is authority that is given to us by the word of God to go. Just as Jesus told the disciples to go, when we say yes to that mm -hmm. and we surrender ourselves to that, then we step out in authority. Mm -hmm. We might be sitting here today, but if the Lord says, okay, Tasha, I want you to go to Africa and you say, yes, Lord, the moment that you get out of that seat and take one step forward into that mission, then you're stepping out in authority. And then you'll notice that all things begin to fall together. And so that's the, kind of the way that I look at that. And when God sets before us a mission, you may at most times feel inadequate. You don't feel, as we talked about a couple of weeks ago, feel qualified. Mm -hmm. um, you don't feel like you have the authority. You don't feel like you have the ability to do the assignment, but the moment that we say yes, and the moment we surrender to that, to God's mission, then supernaturally we're going to receive and walk in God's authority through his word. And so Jesus had that authority through the word of God. It was given to him. And then he says in return that he said, I'm going to give you all to the, his disciples. I'm going to give you all authority and power. Well, Jesus had the authority, but where did the power come in? And we're going to look, kind of look at that. If you remember, we talked about uh, John the Baptist, and we're, we're going to take this from Mark chapter 1, verse 1. <clears throat> and John the Baptist is baptizing people there to water in the Jordan, and John's preaching to the crowd. And he said, there is one that's coming after me that I'm not worthy to untie his shoes. And so, uh, you know, as I mentioned last week, one of the how can you baptize somebody for the remission of sin to the one who's never sinned? So therefore John didn't feel qualified. And so, but John told, or Jesus told John, he said, but you know, John, we got to do all things righteously. We got to do it right. And so in verse nine, uh, John baptizes Jesus there in the, in the water in, at the Jordan. And this is where uh, things begin to happen. This is where the father and the son and the Holy spirit, the Trinity come together. And we see that. And so he was baptized in water. But when the Holy Spirit came in the form of a dove and lit on him, the word of God says that it remained. And I believe there is where that Jesus was baptized in the Holy Spirit, if you will. And so at that point, as the word of God tells us, when we're baptized in the Holy Spirit, then we receive power. We're endued with power. And so the, the important thing that I want like for people to, to recognize there is that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, were all present and all involved at Jesus' baptism. That's kind of hard to wrap your head around about God, the Son, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Because mm -hmm. I would... I would think that he was already filled with the Holy Spirit before. Jesus didn't do any miracles up to this point. He hadn't, he hadn't because wow. that he hadn't fulfilled his ministry. He hadn't stepped into that mission. And if we're notice here just in a few moments that in scripture here, he's going to step into his mission. And then we're going to see this ideal example of God's authority, his spoken word, and the power of the Holy Spirit at work. And it works the same for us. Wow. You know, when we get back or when we get 
uh, saved, as the pattern shows here in Mark 1, it's like we know that Jesus was saved. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we yeah. know that, but I'm referring this to, to like you and I. When we give our hearts to Jesus and we receive him as our savior, mm -hmm. then it's kind of like, okay, well, then the next thing that you might think about doing is being baptized in water. Mm -hmm. That would be a public confession of your faith. Mm -hmm. I've, I want to publicly proclaim that I'm now a Christian, that I've sub Jesus. And then the next step would be that you would pray that God would give you the gift of being baptized in the Holy Spirit. And so we see this pattern here. And so as you come along, we're going to look at this a little bit more, but one of the things that we have to have to notice that I think that is important is that when the Holy Spirit lit upon Jesus, the word said that it remained, that it stayed with him. It didn't go anywhere else. So in kind of in my, the way that I'm thinking, the way that I understand this, the way that I believe, I believe that he was baptized with the Holy Spirit with power. And so I think that that's important. One of the things that, that before we go on to the next step of what happened in Scripture Remember that Jesus, that whenever that he was baptized in water, then the Holy Spirit came and the Holy Spirit lit on him. And he was saying, remember that he told John uh, when John was speaking to him, he said, you're the one who's come to baptize with the Holy Ghost and fire. Mm -hmm. And so whenever this transpired, then the, we hear the voice of God, the father saying, this is my son and him. I am well pleased. Mm -hmm. So if we follow those first three steps, Guess what? God, the father speaks over us and says, with you, I am well pleased. And so we follow this kind of like this pattern. Um, then we get into the part here to where it says that uh, Jesus was driven by the Holy Spirit out into the wilderness. So he was led kind of forcibly, okay, because mm -hmm. uh, of word driven there, mm -hmm. but he was led by the Holy Spirit to go into a secluded place. Now, who in the world would you expect to find out in, a, in the wilderness or in a secluded place? But you have to think, you have authority. You just got baptized in water because you're doing all things righteously. You just got filled with the Holy Ghost. Now the Holy Spirit's asking you to go to a secret place to spend some time alone in prayer yeah. because he knows what's coming. Yeah. And you may not, but he does. And so you go out to this secret place and you're spending some time secluded alone with the Lord and who in the world is going to show up but Satan himself? Mm -hmm. Because I promise you, with those types of encounters, with every with every supernatural encounter with God, the enemy always wants to come and try to take that away from you. He tries to come and steal the word, which we can look at as the authority. Mm -hmm. Okay, he wants to come and take your authority, and then he wants to come and diminish your power to get you to doubt what has happened to you. And so now, after Jesus goes through these encounters, now he goes into a secluded place, driven by the Holy Spirit, to go to a secluded place. And what are you going to do when you're out there? You're out there by yourself. Well, you're going to spend time with the Lord, yeah. for sure. And so that was the whole purpose. Spending time alone with the Lord, away from everybody, strengthens us. And so he goes out there, and then he meets none other than Satan himself. And for 40 days, he goes through this trial of temptation, and how does, how does Jesus defeat him? He defeats him with the word. It is written. Another, he defeats him with the authority of the word that God the Father has given him. And so I believe that all of this was perfectly orchestrated by God the Father. Jesus had the authority. Now he has the power of the Holy Spirit to back it up. 
And so in verse 14, Jesus begins his ministry. Okay. So now this is his mission. So God, the father, I believe knew that he not only needed authority, but he needed the power of the Holy Ghost yeah. to back him up yeah. to fulfill his mission. Yeah. And so then in verse 21, we see Jesus operating in authority and power. So your authority comes when you say yes to the Lord. When you say, yes, Lord, here I am, send me. You will, I believe, automatically, supernaturally, when you surrender to him and say, yes, Lord, I'll do this. Yes, Lord, I accept the mission. Then God will commission you, but he commissions you with power and with, or he commissions you with authority. And so he's not going to send you out uh, without that authority. And so the father will not give you an assignment without giving you authority and power to complete that mission. And that's what we see here with Jesus. So God will equip you for the mission. And so, and also notice that the power came just in time that the power came during the encounter. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we had that encounter with God, the Holy spirit comes, there's the power. So when Jesus walked with the disciples, he gave them authority and power, but when he ascended to the right hand of the father, he told his disciples in Luke 24, he said, all, all authority. And that's, that's really important there. He says, all authority has been given to me. So therefore go, there's the commission. And then in Luke, he adds this, but he told his disciples, he said, but don't leave Jerusalem until you've been clothed with power. And on Wednesday night, we've been kind of teaching along those lines and the scripture came up and <clears throat> to be clothed in power, to be clothed in the Holy Spirit is like the Holy Spirit just puts you on like a glove. Mm -hmm. And then when that glove has covered you, that's the Holy Spirit that covers you. The world doesn't see you, but they see the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And this is not only in the natural, but this is really for the supernatural because the supernatural will recognize the authority and the power of God. And so uh, he gave authority for them to go. And he said, don't leave until you got the power. And so uh, the power comes from the encounter with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Authority is found in the word.